Welcome to Explore the Force, an international Star Wars podcast. I'm Jack, I'm 33, I'm from the UK, I'm currently serving in the British Army and I do all things Star Wars. In my spare time, I like to dress up as my stand trooper, walking around, getting a lot of um, money for charity in my spare time with the UK garrison. I'm joined by a lovely member of the team, which is Taylor. Taylor, take it away. Hello there. Uh, my name is Taylor. You can find me at Commander Taylor on all the socials. I am 32, I forget. Um, <laughs> and uh, I work at the Greater Vancouver Zoo. Um, and I'm the head gardener. And I also do a lot of other weird zoo stuff, which sometimes comes up in our podcast. But mainly, this is a uh, Star Wars podcast. All right. And I'm Jimmy. I'm from the United <laughs> States in the heartland of Kansas, as Jack would say. I am not in my 30s. I will retain, that's all I'm going to say about that. 20s. I am a, yeah, I'm in my 20s. My, don't look at the gray. Um, <laughs> I am a history teacher at the high school, and I am a coach. And on my, if I have any spare time, I spend it doing this with these two knuckleheads. And I do a lot of Lego videos, um, you know, time-lapse videos and things like that on our TikTok channel. So check those out. Um, but today, since I am the history teacher, I'm going to give you guys a little history lesson. Today is the 25th anniversary of the very first Star Wars podcast. Um, in February 7th, 1999, a group called Jedi Talk premiered the, what we understand is the very first um, podcast about Star Wars ever, which is crazy. Wow. If you think about the technology over the last 25 years, how difficult it must have been to do a podcast in 1999. I mean, oh my gosh. You look at us, we're in three different countries. <laughs> eight, eight hours separates all of us and it's not that difficult and it, it can be sometimes, but um, just, you know, really cool. And we want to thank Daniel and at Star Wars Podcast Day on Instagram for inviting us and letting us be a part of this with, you know, a hundred other groups. You know, everyone's passionate about Star Wars. You'll see if you listen to us, we love it. Uh, it's brought us all together from all over the galaxy, and uh, I think we're going to go ahead and dive into our main topic. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. So today's topic that we're going to be covering is going to be our favorite scenes from all the Star Wars, and also we're going to be covering our favorite Star Wars movie. So just in short there, just to start us off, one of my personal favorite scenes from the entire uh, franchise of Star Wars is the very first scene in A New Hope. And that massive ship is coming over the top. As a young child watching that, I was in absolute awe. Looking back now with some of the special effects that they used, uh, just the sounds, the music, everything. For me, the opening crawl um, of Star Wars A New Hope really set the, set the standard and the bar really high for me. What about you, Taylor? Um, my, one of my favourite scenes, um, actually... Really good shot, by the way, Jack. That just put a huge smile on my face just thinking about that scene. This is going to be a good episode. I already like it. Um, okay, my first favorite episode or favorite scene is the Rogue One Darth Vader hallway scene because it's not uh, it's not just 
here comes Darth Vader and he's stepping on st- like oh, looking around at the stormtroopers on the ground like this is terrifying and you can see the fear and you can see the emotion coming from the actors and you can see like all these desperate men and they're just help us and it's just <laughs> so intense and like you literally like your hair stands up in the back of your neck goosebumps and it's just like oh man we love this so much and just the handoff to Leia and like just that little smirk that she kind of gives us because at this point she's gone uh Carrie Fisher right so it's almost like a smirk to the audience as well as you know the film because we know what's going on when she takes the disc but that scene has got to be like one of my favorite scenes like yeah so good that's a very good one Taylor uh, yeah. Also, just just throwing it out there that that Darth Vader wished me a happy birthday not too long ago. <laughs> he did. <laughs> yeah, a good friend Thank of mine, Spencer Wilder. Um, yeah. Yeah, those are man, those are really good ones. This was a hard one, right? Three out of all the stuff, all Star Wars, you know. Yeah. Um, my honor, my honorable mention. <laughs> I always sneak one of these in. I cheat a little bit. Anything that has Balin Skull in it. So that's my honorable <laughs> mention. Um, and my first one would have to be the Battle of Hoth. I know that there's better scenes. I mean, I even think like Rogue One, like that that captivates me. But the nostalgia for me of seeing that, and that's probably the scene I played most as a child. I remember my Dixie cups with toothpicks in it to be in the little guns with my little, you know, guys from Hoth soldiers and things like that in there. Um, always fascinated with the ATATs or the ADATs, but just and then you're getting to see all the behind the scenes in those uh, ILM specials, how they yeah. did it, just. Blew my mind as a kid. I know there's better stuff out there as far as CGI and everything like that, but for nostalgia purposes, when I see that scene like that, I just man, I I, re- I re- resort back to being a 10, 12 year old boy just watching that scene and having my mind blown for the very first time. And I don't think there's anything like it. So for me, I'm going to say the Battle of Hoth is because of how it makes you thoughts. feel. Yes, it's all about them feels. Yeah. That's so actually that my daughter's us- favorite scene too. She's she loves that scene. <laughs> She's four. <laughs> that that leads us nicely into uh, my next one then. So coming in at number two for me, we're talking about feels is the return of Luke Skywalker in the Mandalorian. Mm. Oh, oh my so good. For something t- for like that to happen and to be kept so well under wraps in this day and age is a major testament to all those that were involved. You know, a lot of uh, things sneak out every now and then. No one had any idea. Um, the X-Wing came in, people were thinking, lots of thoughts were going around, obviously. I sat there watching, thinking, who is this? And as soon yeah. as that green lightsaber ignited, you know, and the robes were flowing, I thought, surely not, you know. And then the hood came down, you saw the uh, mechanical hand. Um, yeah. Just everything inside of my body was just, it, it was a massive, massive adrenaline rush. And to see the moves and the CGI at the end as well, on top of everything, you know. And on top of all of that, you know, we followed Grogu and the Mandalorian all the way to this this point now. And then to watch Grogu have to leave the Mandalorian, so you've just had your heart ripped out again. <laughs> you know? Yes! Such an incredible scene. Yep, so for me, it was the return of Luke Skywalker. When you guys were watching Amazing. that... I remember for me, because that, that, that was when it was coming out at like 5 o'clock in the morning here in the States, and I'd get up before school so I wouldn't get anything spoiled. I'm sitting there watching, <laughs> watching, watching, and, I, and then the X-Wing comes. I'm like, no way. Yeah. You know, and then 
something else happens. And they did a great job of filming that because it was like on those monitors, but it was in black and white. So you black couldn't tell like, all the lightsabers. Yeah. And, stuff. and they did such a great job uh, with that. But yeah, that is an iconic. Uh, that's definitely up there. Good call, uh, Jack. That's yeah. And like Grogu like sees Pedro Pascal's face for the first time, like touches his face, like <laughs> oh, tears. <laughs> Good one. Mm. Insane. What about you, Taylor? What you got next? Um, my next favorite scene is actually it's going to be involving Luke as well. Um, and like Jimmy said, there's a lot better scenes than this scene, but this scene means a lot to me. And it's where Luke removes Darth Vader's helmet mm. after he has thrown Darth Sidious down the the chute and. And he, it's like, you're looking, he's like, I just want to see my son. And then he's like, you saved me, Luke. And it's not even just like the scene. It's that Luke is like, at this time, one of the first Jedi to bring somebody back from the grasps of the dark side. Yeah. Like he's such a powerful Jedi that he was able to do that. Like think Anakin Skywalker was one of the most crazy strong in the force Jedi out there. And he couldn't even do it. And the fact that he, Anakin, kind of fell into the dark side because of love, kind of. So he did it for Padme because of love and got tangled into it and everything. But Luke yeah. brought Anakin back with love. And it's just like, <laughs> this just means so much to me. Um, I don't know. Just that, just that, um, just that scene where he's they're looking at each other and like he's seeing his father and I can't leave you and yeah it's the whole it's bond a, it's oh, the yeah. whole bond it's like yeah and it's just you're seeing how powerful Luke actually is because he pretty much was like I'd rather die than turn to the dark side and I love you dad pretty much and it just yeah that's a, it's beautiful yeah. it's beautiful and then tell your sister you were right and that was yes that one was tough yeah you hear that and whew, that's a powerful scene. Very it powerful. is right, and you don't. And you, like, my daughter even was talking to me like Luke brought him back to the good side, and it was just like, yes, like even my kid gets it. <laughs> so, <laughs> it sometimes scenes are more about what they mean than at the time how it looks. Right? Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, that's a great one, Taylor. Yeah, it just um, means a lot. <laughs> I am gonna jump into animation now for a minute. And this is a scene that, and I'll be honest with you, the first time I saw it, I was like, oh, I was kind of bummed, right? This anticipation, oh. this build, and I was kind of like, oh, okay. And then a few years, and I don't know, a few years later, a few weeks later, um, listening to podcasts like we do, and um, the Four Center podcast has a guy named Ace Cabrera come on, and he talks about the scene, and it's going to be Maul versus Obi-Wan in the Twin Sons episode of Rebels. And, you know, I wanted this big dramatic fight scene. I wanted all this stuff, you know, that's just like hardcore. And then Ace broke it down in a way that, and I think he, I think Ace actually changed my view on Star Wars a little bit. Like, yeah, helped me kind of start looking for things a little bit more. So, you know, because the show would be really surface level if I still thought that way. But the fact that Maul hadn't changed at all. Kenobi had grown, you know, and 
you know, the pity he, you know, Maul had taken everything away from Kenobi, everything. And he wanted to take away his last, you know, his last mission, protect Luke. And he was going to try to ruin that as well. He took away his love. He took away his master. I mean, if anyone had the right to snap and go to the dark side, Obi-Wan Kenobi had every right. And I don't think anyone would have faulted him for slicing them all up in little tidbits, feeding (laughs) them to a crate dragon. But um, <laughs> finish the job this time. Yeah, and I just think it also <laughs> did a good job. And I think you know this is where my love for Dave Filoni too. Like, um, the the light side grows and becomes stronger. The dark side kind of you know Maul had that same power in Phantom Menace. Yeah, and didn't change at all. You know, and just blinded by his rage. And I think that the fact that he did the same exact moves where he tried to kill, or where he did kill Qui Gon. And that he's yeah. unable to, you know, do that. I just think that speaks volumes. One for Dave Filoni for getting Star Wars as well as he does. I know people sometimes are don't think he he maybe he gets too much credit, but a scene like that shows you right there that he understands it. Yeah. And then um, for me, just that understanding and looking at things a little bit differently. I mean, gone from a scene I was disappointed in the first time I saw it to now, I'll just turn that scene on yeah. if I have a couple minutes and just kind of mm. watch it. You know, I, that scene blows me away. I don't know if I'd ever want it recreated live action, I don't think. But no. I think it was perfect in animation. Yeah. Um, and just, you know, and I know some people don't, you know, if you don't listen, if you don't watch Star Wars animation, you're missing out on some of the greatest stories and some of the best storytelling and yeah. some of the connections that, that sh- those shows make, Rebels, <coughs> Clone Wars, um, Bad Batch. You know, all those shows just build up the canon, and I think uh, you're really missing out if you don't. Yeah, big time. Yeah, so that's my, that's my second one. It's the it's the Mortar and to two great warriors as well, either side of the force. Yeah, um, so. yeah, just get tied up nicely. That leads me into nicely again my favorite scene for Everett Star Wars. Um, one of my fi- favorite movies, The Phantom Menace, is that scene. The music, the doors opening, and Darth Maul's there. <laughs> For me, as a kid, watching that, you know, mm-hmm. and then it's the first time we see, apart from the trailer, we see uh, a double-bladed lightsaber. I was instantly hooked. And I just remember as a kid thinking, I want to be that guy. <laughs> you know, the whole music thing, the door opening, and even Padme at the time, like, yeah, we'll go around. Um, yeah. And then just the, the 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 fight scene that carries on from that, but yeah, my favourite scene: the door opening, the music kicking off, and Duff, and just Maul's face, and then just the slow ignition of one blade, and then the other side, and it's just <laughs> wow, absolutely I incredible. Still can't believe they gave that all away in the previews. Yeah, like there's a lot. There's a lot to give mind. away. Yeah, but you can see why because it's such a big scene. I mean yeah. that. That that scene there is what pretty much set the whole Skywalker saga off. It could have gone so many different ways. That's, you're right. That's you know, yeah. There's some people. I don't know who it was talking about it, but like it's really the battle for Anakin. You know, yeah, the, the, yeah. The whole thing and how it would have changed Star Wars. And yeah, I've said yeah, it before. Excellent. Yeah, so many paths. You know, Qui Gon could have survived. Obi Wan could have died. More could have succeeded and they both died. More could have absolutely collapsed and both Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan died, uh, survived. You know, there's so many, so many paths they could have taken, but with mm-hmm. what they did and how they did it and even more surviving as well. Fantastic. Absolutely 
uh, my favourite scene by, by a good country mile, I think, um, for Star Wars. What about you, Taylor? What have you got for number one? Um, well, I should have known this, but I was actually going to say the Darth Maul fight. I should have known that you were going to choose it because I already know that's your favorite scene of like everything and Darth Maul is like your favorite. But yeah, just that, that scene where the second lightsaber just ignites and just the whole thing with Kenobi being there. And, and I just love it because I love Qui-Gon. And just what yeah. what he is, what he brings to the table. He's such a different Jedi, but, I mean, as we've had this discussion before, I don't know. Is he a traditional Jedi or not? But, because you've already said that one, I'm going to say it, everyone. Um, just a scene that, honorable mention, is one of just my favorite scenes, just because it puts a huge smile on my face, is in Solo, where they are sitting around the fire, and Chewbacca says something... Like, oh, my family or my tribe. And um, one of them says, it doesn't matter. Like, it's the same thing. And it's just like, I don't know. Just the fact that Han and Chewie get along so well and they can already talk to each other and just the banter and just like, I don't know, all the people around that fire that they're sitting with are like dead in three days. (laughs) (laughs) But that's a really good scene just because it makes me smile. Just that little bit of connection, that little bit of like music in the background. Good scene. Yes. <laughs> that leads me beautifully into my. Uh, did I just take yours? yours. <laughs> you did not take mine. You took mine. Um, so <laughs> I want you guys to imagine this, right? The first time you see Star Wars, you see, you know, you see a new hope, the scoundrel and his, and his furry companion. And, you know, that builds into the, the into empire and into um return of the jedi but you ever think about like everything that comes before that so my favorite scene the one that gives me the goosebumps and one of the reasons i love this movie so much han's flying the millennium falcon uh kira's in the shotgun seat you know flying co-pilot yeah and then him the chewie's like yapping at her to like do this do that and she gets out of the way and sets and chewie sets down the music kicks off and he's just like, and I'm just like, I'm like, oh, this is when it started. You know, like this is when all the adventures, like that's the official start for me of Han yeah. and Chewie. The first time they're behind the Falcon together. Um, and it's one of the reasons that I love that movie so much. But um, just you think about everything, you know, and then at the end of that movie, he's like, oh, you know, looking for a crew. And he starts talking about Jabba the Hutt and how, you know, you, you just kind of think what, what adventures are they going to have together before we see them again? And, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, so that's one of my favorite scenes. I know that movie's not necessarily loved by the, the, the popular, you know, but I just <laughs> think that's a great scene. Even if you don't like solo, the first time that Han and Chewie sit down behind the Falcon together has to be special. Yeah, it is. If, if you go back and watch it and just listen to when the music kicks off when they sit down together, <laughs> I love it. So. Uh, you know what? That actually brings up one thing that I just thought of the other day. So you're watching Solo and the ship is like white. All the seats are beautiful and white. Lando has kept the Millennium Falcon like beautiful, almost mm-hmm. completely different. Like the walls are white and the floors are totally clean. And then we see in New Hope and it's just trashed. And it's just like, God, Han Solo is just a filth bag. But it's like, hey, have you seen my dog get in my car after one day outside? 
it's Chewbacca who's the disgusting oh, no, pig. Oh no, he's Chewie. <laughs> Imagine how much hair is just everywhere. It's just dirty, Ugh. barefoot. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> the ship is filthy because of Chewbacca. Let's just be oh, honest. <laughs> hopefully, he's a hyperallergenic. Uh, rookie, so <laughs> he would be white and curly then, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. No. <laughs> um, just a couple of other um, honorable mentions as well for the scenes as well. Something I just missed out for me was. The scene where Ray and Carlo team up as well <gasps> after after killing Snoke. Um, oh, that's the throne that's room such scene. Such a good scene. Such a good oh. scene. You know, seeing them team up, and then obviously the outcome of that bringing it from such a high to for me an extreme low of oh, you know, I was expecting a lot more. <laughs> I think not not from not from the film so much, just a lot more. You know, a bit more backstory behind the whole parents thing. Um, mm. And obviously, I wanted to see Carla really go for it as well in terms of taking over the first order. Uh, but yeah, just a quick honourable mention uh, for me. You got any honourable mentions, Taylor? I know Jimmy's already spoken about his love for Balon. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, there's so many. I'm just like yeah. thinking of like different, even just like short scenes that we just saw in Ahsoka, like where. Um, Hu Yang just starts punching the other droid. It's hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just that's a, you don't expect the what? What is he like a a three hundred year old or five hundred year old droid or something like that? And he just boxer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's, there's so many. There's so many scenes to, so many. to, to choose from, and I'm sure my three won't be the same next year. And I'll, uh, they'll always change. Oh, it's yeah, always every, changing. Every we watch. Um, <laughs> now, just going on to movies. Um, just real quick uh, before we wrap up again I'll just start us off quickly we've sort of already touched over it but for me one of my favourite films or it's not my favourite film of the whole Star Wars franchise is Rogue One for me Rogue One really did showcase what Star Wars can be without lightsabers and the force mm. and then the cherry on top of the cake was like uh, Taylor said the scene where Vader just comes through and slaughters everybody. Um, <laughs> you know, it's just it just epitomizes everything and it's beautifully leads up to a new hope and it just shows, you know, there's there's more people out there in the Star Wars universe that can affect the universe rather than just Jedi's and Sith. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got these brilliant uh, spies, pilots, um, more droids that we see in K two SO. Just more nitty gritty stuff of the, of the dark world of, of of Star Wars. So for me, my favorite film is uh, is Rogue One. Man, that space battle—that's everything I wanted to see in a Star Wars film. Like that has got to be the best space battle yeah, in Star so Wars. I think just it's oh, definitely man. up there. Yes, yeah, so that's good. up there with mm. Revenge of the Sith's opening scene. I think. Oh yeah, that's pretty good. Mm. Yeah. What about you, Taylor? What's your favorite Star Wars film? Um, for me, it's actually really tough between A Phantom Menace and Revenge of the Sith, but I am going to go with Revenge of the Sith just because it's just the pressure building throughout the whole like little trilogy of those that group yeah. of you know Star Wars films, and you know Ewan McGregor is just looking fine in that <laughs> the whole time. Um, you know, it starts off like you said with like an amazing space battle, like this is where the fun begins. Like yeah, like so good. Just the emotion, the so the ups, the downs, and Anakin's like um, relationship with Obi Wan, and 
and yeah. Padme and just everything. <clears throat> so it's going to be Revenge of the Sith, even though I like cry at the end of it every time. But <laughs> <laughs> nice, Jimmy. <laughs> well, I think my last favorite scene may have given it away. Um, please don't unfollow us when I say this, people. But I'm going to have to go with Solo, and I don't know what it is about this movie. Um, there's just so. The more you watch this movie, the more you pick up on things. Like I don't know if you guys, the Coaxium, it goes up in price every time. Like it yeah, starts it out does. eight hundred and a thousand, and um, just little things like that. I know people give it a hard time for not being like a well-written movie, but it actually is a really well-written movie. Yeah, um, it is. I love you know, the twist at the end. Like yeah, and just yeah, like the helmet removal. Like when the first time Emphasis Nest takes her helmet off. And I mean, the whole time they're talking about he, 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 and yeah, away, it's like this eight year old girl who I got to meet her at celebration Chicago. And she was super sweet to some of the the younger kids in front of me. It was fun to watch her interact with them, but you know, the relationship and I know they kind of forced some stuff with Han Solo, but you know, seeing Chewie come alive, I know that, you know, this was like Jonas's big, big break. You know, he kind of shared duty in, I think, The Force Awakens with Peter Mayhew and stuff like that. But to see Chewie do all those things that Han said he could do in the in the original trilogy, ripping yeah. someone's arms off. You know, yeah. Sort of thing like that. I don't know. Maybe I'm just one of those goobers that likes, you know, fan service or whatever. But I really loved it. You know, he talks about, you know, we just did the, we just did the Kessel run in 12 parsecs and Chewie yells and he goes, it is if you round down, you know, just little things like that. Yeah. People are like, well, he doesn't really seem like solo. He, he does seem like solo. He does a pretty good job. He just um, hasn't had his heart crushed yet by something. Just, it's like the most rewatchable <laughs> movie for me outside of like the originals. Yeah. I don't know why I, you know, it's I so fun. Yeah, it's just a great fun. Like the train heist. Yeah, the train heist. It's like yeah. it's just it's so Star Warsy. Like my there's own, good humor in it. Yeah, Rio. Like my only knock is I wish we yeah. would have gotten like like another fifteen minutes with the crew before. Like they would have done like some small jobs and something like yeah. that. Because yeah. you know that's the only area. But I know it, it ran a little long. But that's the only area that I think that they really missed out on some things. And for all the drama and stuff that surrounded that and you know i thought it turned out really really well and i wish that you know make solo 2 happen would happen or yeah. see a tv show of some adventures you know let's see that that you know the potential of that movie and like a sequel of getting closer to a new hope would have been very cool i think even yeah. if they never got that far give us the next two years with those guys yeah. yeah, I want to know what's going out. on with Crimson Dawn now. I mean, yeah, I want to see comics, Kira. but I mean, like Darth Maul yeah. shows back up. I mean, there's just so much that it's in that movie that I just feel like I know I don't understand the business side of things, but mm. I understand like my love for Star Wars. And like, if I could get, if I could pick, that'd be the next project would be Solo Two. You know, and I, I don't see the underworld stuff maybe mixed yeah. into it. It'd be a phenomenal, yeah. phenomenal movie. If they if they took the time to like really dig into it and uh, go into the underworld stuff side sides of it and stuff like that, but yeah, yeah so that's definitely my favorite movie. Um, and again, like we said, like um, you know, I love them all for different things, different reasons. But I would say that if I could have to watch one movie, it's going to be Solo. So. Nice, mm-hmm. happy days. So hopefully, um, you guys and girls have enjoyed uh, what you've been listening to so far. Usually the shows do go on a little bit longer, but this is just like a little taster um, of what we normally do talk about. 
we've had guests on the show as well. Uh, quite often we'll have people um, that listen to the podcast as well, fans. Uh, quite recently we had a, a good few friends of ours come on the show, uh, express their love from books to comics uh, to collections. Um, also we've had Ross Sambridge come on the show, an actor. Uh, there's a special one that's just come out as well, or will be coming out with Michelle C. Smith, who did a fan-made uh, film as a venturist, so we're pushing for her to get hired by Disney. Yeah! Um, <laughs> hopefully, we've got a few more uh, surprises, let's say, um, lined up for this year, so please, 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 <laughs> if you do get a chance, please like, share, follow on our social media platforms. Is Explore the Force. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, TikTok, YouTube, uh, and pretty much everything else that I've, I've probably missed out there but please by all means <laughs> reach out to us um, let us know what um, Star Wars films you like the most your scenes and uh, yeah feel free to join the Facebook group it's ever growing we've got a massive chat group that's uh, quite um, active as well mm-hmm. people are always posting stuff on the Facebook page so don't be shy join the Facebook page explore the force um, thanks very much to Daniel for organising all this and as always then from Taylor <laughs> for light and life and for myself may the force be with you and for all of us we have spoken thanks for listening <laughs> happy Thanks. Star Wars podcast day everyone yeah happy Star Wars podcast day